salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to the Okie Geek Podcast. I'm Michael Cross. I'm Nikki Robinson. And I'm Joshua Unruh. And our friends at Planet Thunder have put together a website dedicated to an in-depth look at some of the imaginative stories and in-depth voice, independent voices working in the art and film Joining us to talk about Cinematropolis is Caleb Masters, Jacob Burns, Jacob Layton Burns, and Zachary Burns. Guys, welcome. Thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Now, tell us Cinematropolis. What is that all about? It's a cool, futuristic city on the internet where people talk (laughs) about movies and essays. Uh, So, the Cinematropolis is a website that's kind of dedicated to more analytical-driven articles or essays we like to call them essays uh i know we, we drew a lot of inspiration from a, a website uh theverge.com rest in peace uh that's around. gosh dang it I, that was the other show yes the dissolve thank you the dissolve may it rest in peace uh so it, we so basically what we're doing is we're taking films that they don't necessarily have to be brand new usually they're going to be themed we have like a monthly theme we try to stick to or try to keep everything it's mm-hmm. like a like uh, this month, Stephen King. So we're looking at Stephen King adaptations and talking a lot about Stephen King's just films. Talking about Stephen King the other day with my wife. About oh. The only decent Stephen guy I think the only decent Stephen King adaptations have actually been the non-horror books that he's written. Uh, for example, Stand by Me, mm-hmm. uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, those are the and even I think the 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 stand which was adapted into a mini-series. I don't consider those horrors. And so I think that those are the best, you know, well, certainly everything from, most of the stuff from different seasons, The Body, uh, the Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, those are fantastic. But the others, the the adaptations of his horror just, I don't think work. Well, you should write an article for the Cinematropolis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are it taking pictures like now. You have an opinion. <laughs> Is it defensible? I, you know, I probably. Yeah. Yeah. See, if, if, if anyone's seen Trucks or Maximum Overdrive, that would, I think is. Oh, <laughs> I mean, oh I've seen don't Maximum worry about that. Overdrive. Yeah. Maximum oh. Overdrive is a gym. Um, ah, from the haunted vehicle oeuvre. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, uh, and they never work. That's I think one of the problems is that uh, Cujo, the book, is horrifying because of the way Stephen King writes. He is, a, he is a genius at his ability to write macabre. The problem is then putting that into a visual medium, especially a visual medium that at that time lacked like, a yep. lot of special effects. That's a mean-as-hell dog right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, and I mean, a lot of, a lot of times uh, Stephen King's stuff tr- works really well on the page of a book, but doesn't necessarily translate to a screenplay and yeah. effectively on a movie. So there's definitely, I think you're definitely onto something there. Uh, it usually takes a really skillful person to be able to adapt it. Uh, and a good example of that, of course, is The Shining. I was about to say, that's, that um, feels like the... You know, Stephen King's yeah. Stephen King's least favorite adaptation of any of his books. <laughs> well, that's because it's, it's a really loose adaptation, and it had to be. Again, I think it took uh, a, a genius director... Uh, oh my gosh, who directed... Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. Stanley I mean, Kubrick. I know, Thank you. But why don't you look yeah. at the film guys? <laughs> Stanley Kubrick. And, and Honestly. That's, it was it just escaped from. But taking Stanley Kubrick's idea of what The Shining should be 
to make it a good movie. And of course, Jack Nicholson uh, as well certainly helped that as well. But a lot of times his adaptations just don't really work as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we have a lot of our uh, kind of the, the the things we're posting on our website are going to be essays usually between one to two thousand written words. But we also have uh, video essays that we have on there from time to time. Uh, Zachary Burns did a really good one, a uh, really great one about oh, uh, character driven car chase back mm-hmm. when we had. Uh, Car chase themes movies and uh, oh, also Joshua has written a couple things for us. He wrote yes. a, a great piece uh, about smoking the bandit uh, that month as well. I was very excited that somebody <laughs> gave me the opportunity <laughs> to write about smoking the. As anyone who has been cornered by me at a cocktail party <laughs> will tell you, I had a lot of strong opinions about uh, smoking the bandit. Yes, vis-a-vis, it's perfect. Someone's got to do it. Yeah, it's, it's, it reminds me. I do need to see that again. I have. I don't think I've seen uh, it weekly, since the theater. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it since I saw however, it in the theater. However, I, I, know when to say when. Smokey and the Bandit 2 and 3, not as great an idea. <laughs> when was this I, When was this released? 1977. It and Star oh. Wars were yeah. actually the, t- I believe the, both of them the were top like, two. like top two that grossing films like, for I've 1997. So kind of a weird time. <laughs> yeah, it's Kind not, of an oddball moment as far as And, and again, gross. the weirdest thing is, as a kid, I saw both of them in the movie theater. I saw <laughs> both of them. Like a double feature. Like a, like a drive-in double that feature. Would be the greatest <laughs> drive-in double feature ever. I'd like to go out, be Followed by wizards. <laughs> that was Smooth go. out of Smokey and the Bandit and be like, this Han Solo guy's no, uh, he's no Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, there, wasn't there a possibility of him no playing? Wasn't, him, wasn't there a possibility of him playing Tom Han Selleck. Solo? Tom Selleck. Tom and, Selleck. Uh, and it was also... Um, it was that other mustache that you're aware of. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the, the cool thing about that, though, Joshua, you had two pieces. Like, your essay had a, a thesis. You were talking about uh, it, we, two things you really hit on in that one, right? So you hit on, it's a perfect movie. Structurally, it's perfect. And also, you really went in depth on, hey, here's some problematic stuff going on in the car culture in this movie with the so rebel weird. with the rebel yeah. imagery. We're not really, it, it's mm. just kind of, con- maybe I'm kind of conflicted even though I love this movie, like what was going on there. And that was the, the, the cool part about, you know, us versus like a, a review, like uh, smoking the band, it's good or it's bad. It's like, right. um, you know, I love this movie, but I'm really just going to talk about what it's about and what it does like, what, what it does best, why it's like structurally perfect. And also, what is it saying? Uh, that's kind and of the why thing. is that weird? I mean, because without giving away the whole thing, like uh, uh, this Confederate imagery in the late seventies by Hollywood people, yeah, is really weird. weird. Like, how yeah. does that happen? <laughs> and I mean, I don't know that I necessarily cracked the nut, but I mean, I definitely, I think we came up with a reasonable the- theory. But that it's it's Dukes just of hazards. You, hazard yeah, was, I mean, was, it was yes, and and more lesser known examples. Well, I mean, I think but, I can explain that. I think hey, I can. Well, I think I have read my. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I, 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 you can read that essay at thecinematropolis.com. The Cinematropolis. I think my, my theory, though, would be that that is simply how people in Hollywood expressed the generic Southerner. Oh, look, there's a Southerner. Well, we should probably give them a battle, you know, a Confederate okay, so battle flag. I don't want to. Let's let's not go too far down this rabbit trail. But <laughs> Jackie Gleason in Smokey and the Bandit disproves that thesis. I mean, because Sheriff Buford T. Justice is so much more demonstrably over-the-top caricature Southern than even Snowman, you know, yeah. that 
that anyway i mean it, it's certainly at least a pinprick <laughs> in the thesis if not anyway yeah, sure. i digress i wrote about smoking the bandit it's a great website <laughs> yeah and, and caleb I, I think i like that what i like about cinematropolis is the fact that you guys don't say a movie is good or bad because for one thing i, I can't stand it when people say a movie is good or bad it's all opinion it's and, and yeah it is mm -hmm. so you know some people say something is good and something is bad but I might not feel that way. I like just a simple analysis of these. And then you still come away with whether or not you think a movie is good or bad. That doesn't change anything. I mean, unless some analysis is that this movie is saying really terrible, stupid things and it's not worth your time. Yeah. Like, I think that's I think that's fair, too. I mean, yeah. I, yes. It, well, it's yes. different definitions of bad, right? right. I mean, right. I mean yeah. there is a nuance there sure. that I think what you're aiming for with the Cinematropolis is, is not necessarily... The, the good or bad Michael means is like enjoyable or not enjoyable. Right, right. Well, that's going to be all over the map. Right. But uh, no, actually, I, I had a really good time on this roller coaster ride of horrific ideas that no one should actually hold to as an ethos. Yeah. Is like, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. complicated. Yeah. Or, or, or yeah. one day, whenever Transformers is in the theme, I'm just going to write an essay about how they're making the world a worse place. So, you know, like it's... Yeah. it's uh, One but, explosion yeah. at a time. I to, but people are clearly enjoying it. They go to see it. So. Yeah. yeah, and I think, you know, when you'll certainly look at some of the classics, uh, uh, you, you look at Citizen Kane, you look at Casablanca, uh, which I enjoy because of what they are and what they, what they meant for cinema. But I know a lot of people who can't stand to watch them, uh, especially, I think, Casablanca. My wife fell asleep during it. Uh, so it sometimes, but now I appreciate it for its, what it did for cinema. Yeah. Um, and the other day we watched American Graffiti, uh, which I had never gotten a chance to see before. And I, but I'm, I'm doing this book, How Star Wars Conquered the Universe, which of course goes through American Graffiti. And so I could watch it to appreciate it for its film's sake, uh, certainly a lot of things he did is now wrote. Everybody does it. Uh, mm. But at the time, it was different. It was unique. It was uh, groundbreaking. Yeah. But, boy, it's not exactly, you know, it's com in comparison to today's film, it is just yeah. not. That's super unfair, actually. How would you like to be the film that ages extremely poorly because everybody else like bit your style. Oh no! Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's a common. Hey, that's yeah, a, no, it does. totally. Yeah. But it's, it's, but it's awful. Yeah. I have yeah. I have more than one friend who didn't see James Cameron's Aliens. That's the second one until like adulthood, and a lot of them group with like video games like Halo, Space right. Marines, right. Yeah. So when they, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. Mass Same Effect, or in video games a lot mm -hmm. when it's revolutionary at the time. Take Final Fantasy VII for example. Final Fantasy VII at the time was like extremely pushing the barriers graphically. I mean, it was the first time you really heard saw cussing in a video game. It was, you know, Other mature. than in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> it was very mature. You go back and play it now, and you're like, why is this one of the greatest games of all time? Well, because yeah. at the time, it was definitely pushing the envelope. Right. But now everyone's done it, and you're like, like my kids are like, why do you like this Why is that a deal? <laughs> this yeah. is terrible. Just, and, and I was thinking yeah. the same way in, t in television. For example, I, used to, I was watching an old episode of I Love Lucy and just realizing that every the, the cliches, it, it's now cliche what all the things that yeah. Lucy and Ricky and, and Ethel get in, involved in. Now it's that's cliche. Every sitcom has based yeah. their mm -hmm. template off of what was arguably at the time one of the greatest sitcoms of all yeah. time it's so, a it's yeah. a it's a sad tragedy for films like that. i mean again james cameron's 
Aliens is a is a masterpiece. Yeah, but I, I completely understand someone who hadn't who saw all the other media and went back and saw it, and they're like, it's okay. I see that yeah. angle because yeah. it's been it has been done to death and yeah. done less well, but still those same techniques have been done time and time again. So and that's times. why analysis is so important, right? Because exactly. you can read exactly. about, you know, that's why you can do it with an essay is you can put a movie in the context of the time mm-hmm. it was released. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can, that's what's great about your Smoking the Bandit article. You know, that's what that's what's really, I miss about like a lot of reviews and stuff like that. Because reviews are more like, this is how I feel right after I've seen it one time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but with analysis, you can actually do some research. And then, you know, as a reader, you can kind of get this view of what was happening, not just in the movie, but in the world surrounding the movie, the people who made the movie, um, what was going on? How did it impact worldwide, the media? Like what kind of impact it had? Yeah, like and so that's why I feel like uh, this type of film writing is really important. And unfortunately, it's it's slowly disappearing it's off the a, internet. It's uh, a slow, it's slowly it's, dying to some degree. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, but um, we want to bring it back in a way that I think people can find uh, both enjoyable and relatable. Um, and we also want to showcase. We also try to showcase maybe some films from great directors that haven't been seen as often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a piece on Bound, uh, which is yes. a, the first film by the Wachowskis. I had never seen it. I've been doing film writing for like five or six years, and I'd never seen literally Bound. Yeah. the first time that Bound? I have ever said to Caleb, "What the hell do you mean you haven't seen this movie?" <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, the first time because when he mentioned the the theme, I was like. Well, clearly everyone wants to write about Bound. <laughs> and he was like, hmm? I haven't seen that. I know where it is, but I haven't seen it. And the Wachowskis, the ones who did the, the Matrix. Matrix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, Bound is basically the reason they got dump truck fulls of money to go make the Matrix. So what happened is... Which is ludicrous <laughs> if you compare these two films. Oh, yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. Oh, Sorry, like, go oh, ahead. Oh, no, they're, they're two totally different films. But the, kind of the analysis I wrote in, in a piece on Bound was that... This is a it's a it's basically a one arguably two location film. It's mm-hmm. all like basically in an apartment. There's a couple of outside wow. shots, but all based in an apartment. And there's these two uh, ladies who fall in love. Uh, and uh, uh, Jennifer Tilly is one of the co-stars and her boyfriend is in with the mob. So they, they basically are like, oh, how can we get out of this and also rip off the mob? And it's just it's, it's always a good idea. Rock solid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, always no, it's 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 a, it's it's a great film um, because it's got, there's all this tension. But the thing I was more interested in talking about my essay was, well, here's the thing: I'm a huge Wachowskis fan. I've loved almost Asterix, almost everything they've done. Uh, but when I went back and saw it, I was watching. I was like, man, they hit on a lot of themes that they would hit go. They'd really go yeah. much further with in all of their other films: The Matrix, Cloud Atlas, even uh, Sense Eight, their TV show. Mm-hmm. Those themes were those seeds were all there, and you could clear they were clearly interested in these ideas from the get go. So it was really cool to go back there's to the current room. fiction. It's not there's not Matrix type of no 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 not it's, not a fantasy at all. It's just I mean a you know film. current what ninety ninety well but I mean current yeah, for yeah, its, for its time no no yeah. I know I'm just yeah. you know for, for your context I, that's what uh, is just so interesting about what uh, what I've studied about American graffiti and Star Wars American graffiti that is how Steve that's how George Lucas became a millionaire right. And he used that millionaire money to then make Star Wars. So you've got American mm-hmm. Graffiti, 1962. It's a fairly simple story of one night in a small town in California, blah, 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 blah. And then Star Wars. It's like <laughs> totally the opposite of what he, what he just did. Yeah. Which you look at the Wachowskis, you've got this yeah. comp, very know, similar current yeah, yeah, yeah. thing and they got making money. Now they, then they make the Matrix, which blows everyone away. Yeah. So. 
And Sense8. You can't downplay Sense8. Sense8's Since it's a great. <laughs> great. It's, a, it's a streaming <laughs> Netflix show that more people need to watch. I, I, I need to watch it, actually. It I, I, so I, I, so we watched it about halfway through, digress. and my wife didn't There's care for it. And so I controversy over a third season? Uh, it is. So it is canceled. But, it is canceled. But, however, they are getting a send-off movie. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, okay. So they're at least getting a conclusion of some sort. Yes. Yeah. That's honestly, I've been a little afraid. Through, through I Netflix or is it going to be cinema? Okay. I didn't get in on the upfront. And then when I was like, oh, this isn't going to pay off with the Wachowskis. Maybe I I feel like I've been down the road of your ideas aren't going to pay off before Matrix. And um, <laughs> Josh, we're going to have a conversation yeah. on Matrix sequels are great. And... Uh, <laughs> the Matrix wow. sequels are great. I like them a lot. I do too. I like them. I like I them a lot. A lot. Uh, they're not as good as the original. But I don't they are like watching good. other people play video games. Well, I I enjoyed. <laughs> I enjoyed. I think I, I think I would say that I enjoyed the Matrix sequel, all Matrix trilogy, all the way up until the very end when I went meh. That one just didn't do it for me. Well, but unfortunately, if you play all Mass endings Effect, are... you're used to disappointing endings. Yeah. <laughs> endings, are, endings are a tough thing to land for everybody. Yes. It really so. is. Yes, because you, you, you've you built up this whole idea, and especially over a, if it's one movie, an ending's not a problem because you're just sitting through one movie. But if you're sitting through multiple movies, no matter what, that ending has already been, people have already written that in their mind over the past Two, right. three right years. Right. I am swallowing uh, all of my writer thoughts right now because <laughs> nobody wants to hear them in this forum, but I'm very upset with all of you. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the more recent upset endings is the Harry Potter epilogue. Oh, my God. That was so yeah. Bad. So bad. Well, the thing is, like, at least with that, at least with that, <laughs> so at least with all the touchy subjects. Yeah. 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 You know, let's not go there. Um, <laughs> so, one of the things I want to bring up too is that we we actually do take pitches. So, Joshua had some ideas. Me and him were were having lunch or something, and I was like, "So, you got some ideas about film?" And he like threw a couple at me. That's and how like, I suggested Bound. Uh, he said Bound. And how came I up. horrified him with the suggestion that Smokey and the Bandit was perfect. And I was like, <laughs> "What?" Uh, and then he wrote a compelling essay that made me really th- consider it. Yeah. So. Is really good, but we structurally do. perfect. I have to keep saying that because let's be honest, it's not great at setting stakes and maintaining those things. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever feels in danger of any of the things actually happening. Structurally, however, okay, move on. Um, you, you know, the bandit's always going to get away, and Snowman's yeah, going to be yeah. just fine, but yeah. not in that way that you know they're going to win at the end of Hoosiers. Spoiler warning, oh. right? But, oh, but in spoilers that... for Hoosiers, I wonder who's going to win the game. <laughs> that was my. I apparently didn't sell the irony in that quite as hard as I meant to. Uh, but yeah, the spoilers yeah. for Rocky Two, he wins at the end of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but we do take uh, we do take pitches from writers. Uh, currently, we are kind of focusing on uh, with our with our local base because uh, I want to kind of highlight there are a lot of people in Oklahoma who are very capable doing some very cool things. Um, I mean, we do have certain quality standards we want to look at when people send us pitches and ideas, and um, and I I'm currently serving as the editor, so I usually review those, but. Uh, we want ideas and we want people who have things to say about films that aren't just I liked it or I didn't like it. We want right. them to send it to us. Uh, we, you know, people can email pitches at thecinematropolis at gmail.com. I uh, have a question on that topic if oh, you sure. don't mind. Yeah. Uh, so I know, at least so far, the Cinematropolis like, uh, uh, publication schedule has been based around monthly themes or topics. Yes. Is this a plan to continue? Uh, at this point in time, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Is now, there some place that those folks who would like to make a pitch would be able to know what your upcoming thematic months oh, are? That's a great idea. You could follow us on our Facebook page oh. at facebook.com forward slash the Cinematropolis or uh, on Twitter 
at the cinema trop. And also on Instagram <laughs> at the cinema trop. At the can't cinema fit the whole trop. thing. Yes. 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 This is Twitter blasted Twitter putting limitations on our speech. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they can they can find out. Usually we don't usually reveal what the the theme's gonna be until the top of the month. We kinda okay. keep it close to the t- the the chest. But um, I always, if anyone has any different article ideas, I like to take pitches. And we do one-offs. Joshua, you did another one-off for us just because it felt right and we felt like we had things we wanted to say uh, as a yeah. website. Yeah, um, I was wondering. It was, I didn't think your, your Captain America one was fitted to a theme of any kind, right? No, it, was just, it fitted it was to brilliant. the theme of 2017 is a trash fire. I know, <laughs> I know. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. and, well, and, accurate. Because one, one, one thing where we do have incorporated into our mission theme is we, we want to support diverse voices. So we want writers and we want readers from... Uh, all different walks of life, people who just love film, um, you know, uh, age, gender, ethnicity, and things like that. So we're like, you know, there's a lot going on. Joshua got not he's got feelings involving Captain America. So so we we threw punching, punching, punching Nazis, punching. Well, it was it was what does Captain? So it was what? So very simple. Nazis suck. That's all you have to say. Just for soundbite purposes, I have a lot of feelings about Nazi. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna drop the punches part. So. No, yeah, don't do that. I have a lot of He's got warm fuzzies for the National Socialists. <laughs> no, no, um, no, Nazis suck. But so, no, yeah, uh, yes, that was just a one-off where it, there was a question for existing Cinematropolis writers. Once you're in the club, mm-hmm. there's chats. There are chats, and They're, it was like, "Hey, does anybody dude. have anything to say about uh, Nazi punching?" And I was like, "A <laughs> <laughs> little bit." <laughs> I could say one, or, one or two thoughts. Yeah. We usually have to hear about it weekly, about once every well again. Two or three weeks. 2017 yeah. is a trash fire. Yes, it is. I heard about that. I and, uh, don't understand <laughs> why we have to keep pointing out that Nazis are. Bad. You think oh, it would be the one thing everyone could agree on? Well, you know, well, we, we did we did seventy years ago. Yeah. Seventy years ago, we all agreed Nazis uh, were bad. Listen, no, no, I make the point true. in the essay. We all made the assumption seventy years ago, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, anyway, there was a shift. I'm kind of <laughs> curious. I know it's mostly geared towards movies and media and that type but i'm really wanting to write like video game reviews <laughs> oh, essays <laughs> uh well i would love to read it because i also mm-hmm. love video gaming quite a bit pitch um, these men on cinema uh, like, like yeah so cinematic if, uh, yeah video yeah. if you have if you have if you want to make a compelling argument like like a, in an essay or something like that about like a specific the cinematic quality of a, a game and how that could kind of especially nowadays compare again uh mm-hmm. compared to well because like, a lot of games are kind of like movies they are Nowadays, they, there are some like yeah. Mass Why Effect. Why is Arkham has, Asylum better yeah. than every Batman movie ever? Here's one. For, here's one for you. What? Why is Mass Effect the best Alien movie? Because why is Mass Alien what? Like, <laughs> alien, like a like James Cameron's a, Alien. James Cameron's Alien. I was saying that mostly so you could make that argument and yeah. make Caleb's head explode. Because he's coming at it. From <laughs> yeah, <his head>. um, <laughs> that worked way or, better. In my or, head. You yeah, yeah, yeah. or you could look no, at no, video game that. adaptations, like film adaptations of video games, yeah. which most of them are terrible. <laughs> However, I will say there are, I, th- I bet there are a plethora of essay ideas because the thing I find yeah. interesting about video game films is they all have awesome ideas, but they're just so. It's never 
Fuck. They don't translate yeah. or they're very yeah. the, guys, the competency. The Super Mario Brothers movie. Cinematropolis watching of Mario Brothers. Of the Mario Brothers movie. Mass Effect has wonderful cinematic scenes, like very emotionally driven, very yeah. you know they're there. They're doing great. Nino Cooney, uh, what is it? Nino Cooney and the White Witch. That's uh, it's got, uh, Studio Ghibli did Studio the cutscenes. Shut did up. The cut okay, would we'll watch the cutscenes. <laughs> you you, you don't play you lots could. of video games, Joshua. You can't. The way it works though is the story is in the cuts. The main story is in the cutscenes, but also very important dialogue and character development plot it happens, happens while you're playing between. the game in between the cutscenes. That's apocrypha. And <laughs> I'm just going to declare that. How dare Miyazaki not animate the entire game? <laughs> Which it, then it would just be a movie. <laughs> then it would just be a movie. Oh, so I think we've solved my problem. Right but, like, there, there's a lot that can be learned from those cinematic cutscenes because, like, with Nino Cooney, my daughter had a seizure and she um, got sent to the ambulance and everything, and my son told her you got to be strong like be brave like esther because in the game you give esther some mm. bravery and she becomes part of your team and then it goes on and she did she's like okay and like they gave her an iv she had to get an eeg and like she's like i'm gonna be brave like esther and she never cried she went through the whole process and she learned a lot from just sitting with me and playing these videos and watching these cinematic scenes and that's very impactful and very very I think good for growth without having to actually go through these experiences. And it's the same mm -hmm. with movies. I've, there's plenty of movies. Lord of the Rings is one of the closest movies to my heart. And like every time I'm going through like a really time, tough time, I'm like, uh, be like Frodo. We got to get in order. <laughs> yeah. We got to destroy the ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's 14 hours at work and like Frodo wouldn't quit now. <laughs> or Commander he, Shepard he could get quit through at this. 1345. <laughs> 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 just, I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, no, no, and that's uh. Where's I, my Sam and my Tyranny? There you go. <laughs> I'm I'm all very interested to hear pitches on any of those things. Uh, you can do that. Uh, you know, either those social media channels I mentioned, or the the email, which is the cinematropolis at gmail dot com. We we take pitches, or you can just hit me up on Facebook since we're friends, Nikki. So yeah, we are. <laughs> um, Whoa. Yeah, and so I, 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 just, I was just trying to rack my brain, trying to think: Has there ever been a decent uh, movie based off? Of I don't care what you video say. Game. Mortal Kombat was great. Mortal Kombat is great. Mortal Kombat's great. <laughs> it, it, it is great, but it's not I great. You <laughs> left a lot of wiggle room with the way you specifically stated that. <laughs> Mortal Kombat is great. I, hey, uh, we need to split that. Maximum, <laughs> maximum Overdrive is great in the same way. Great <laughs> All right, right, I always played Scorpion in, in Mortal Kombat, yep. even though I only got like five minutes of Scorpion um, in Mortal Kombat. So I was I would, My eight-year-old yeah. brain was like, Scorpion's oh, in it. it. So here's, a, here's an essay idea, for example. Why Scott Pilgrim versus the world is the greatest video game movie ever made and it's not even actually based on a video game like no. uh, but it captures all the like the things people like about video video games are actually it's based off a webcomic it is based off of a, yeah, but it's, it's, it's a game themed webcomic oh yeah right. yeah, yeah. But, but it, it hits sure. on a lot of the, the which same. is why the the, the the graphic novel did actually make it seem like he was playing the video game throughout the whole thing and it did a, they, yes you're right it was a wonderful job of they yeah, that was really, it's, really it's good. Like a, it's just a Ouroboros. It's yes. Just, yeah. Pilgrim Ouroboros. Why E.T. should never have been made into a video game. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you should, we should interview someone, you should interview someone about, talk about that. So how did it feel to make a game that 
actually killed your company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Like, uh, we did talk about like video games being turned into movies, but well, movies turned into video, no. video games. Yeah. yeah. There are so really few of those that actually work. The Lord of the Rings yeah. video games are really good. The, the ones mm -hmm. that actually work. There are a hundred of them. So which one do you mean? Right? <laughs> the original three. I don't know what that means. The, the, the <laughs> Lego adaptations of yeah. movies. The Lego rule, of, rule of thumb always, always is a like, Lego version of it's going to be great. Yeah. 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 Very funny. Really been. enjoyable. I love the Star Wars, the Star Wars sagas. My Legos kids love the Batman one. They just played out. And the, <laughs> and the Marvel one. Preach. Lego Batman yeah. one they, and they two. They try to unlock all good. the Marvel characters. I think Lego three, but I haven't played that one. That it's one. really hard, yeah, yeah. and that's when it stops being fun. <laughs> 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 There's 7,000 characters, but they only do about 10 things, so spread those out. <laughs> so... Uh, some some cool news too is that the Cinematopolis is going to be a part of this really cool presentation we're also putting on here at the end of the month, um, and I, I don't know I think I might pass yes. it. Oh, well, let's talk about yeah. Let's talk about the uh, the Plant Thunder Brainstorm, right? Yeah. So on September 29th, yep. we are having the second annual Planet Thunder Brainstorm event, which is kind of a networking event slash conference slash fun time um and so it's going to be at the paramount room on uh, at seven o'clock on the 29th right yep and we've got um some guest speakers we're gonna the we'll have the cinematropolis we'll have kind of a section um and then we're going to show some uh footage from some projects not just planet thunder projects but other projects from other uh filmmakers around here like we're going to show some footage from um mono which is a collaboration between five filmmakers around here oh awesome um it's an and, anthology uh, film an anthology yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. um and then um i don't know how much more i can say how we much are we can say everything say everything yeah. okay. say everything so uh so also uh casey twinter is going to be our big guest speaker he wrote rudderless and scent of rain and lightning oh wow um and yeah, he's wrote, worked with william produced. h macy and everything like he's yeah he's a cool guy um so he's going to be our big guest speaker and i think he and caleb are going to have like kind of a a conversation with him on stage and we might do a Q&A and stuff like that. Talk, talking about yeah, do Q&A talk a little bit. How do you how do you write script cuz he's he's he lives here in Oklahoma. So mm -hmm. it's uh, how do you write scripts that are attractive to, you know, Hollywood talent mm -hmm. here in Oklahoma? Mm -hmm. I think it's yeah. going to be our kind of our big focal focal point. Yeah. This is this is all one evening. This yes. is yeah. all one okay. evening. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um on the and 29th? then Sorry, I got, I'm yeah. getting my calendar. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the I'm reaching yeah. for my phone for something. Tone of voice that yeah. you recognize for Okie Geek listeners. <laughs> 29th, it's, it's you Friday, the, Friday the 29th. Yes. Yes. And, and it, well, how much is it? Ah, and it's, it's not free. 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 Free and Lots open to everybody. Yeah. Favorite price. Show up. <laughs> uh, show up. If you love movies at all, just watching, talking about them. If you want to be more interested in talking or working on films, it's, mm -hmm. it's just, it's a night for people who love film, whether it's making or watching, whatever we want everyone to come tell all your friends, all come. I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be educational. And uh, I think you'll have an opportunity to meet a lot of other awesome, really cool people who love stuff like you do. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it's that's... not a kid's weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boom. But yeah, Boom. that's kind of like the, the bigger aspect of what we want the brainstorm to be. Um, you know, cause us at planet thunder, you know, we do all our, you know, we make movies and do all kinds of stuff or whatever. Um, uh, but we don't want the brainstorm to be, look at all the cool stuff we're doing. We're amazing. Yeah. You know, we want it to, that's why we want to bring in like Casey Twenter and, and showcase the mono, uh, local film that just sprung up pretty organically here. Um, few months ago and we just we just want to bring everybody together and show everybody what cool things are happening here could can in the we city. possibly hear a little bit about it yeah yeah 
Um, so like Mono is a collaboration between five filmmakers here in Oklahoma. Um, Mickey Reese, uh, Laurent Chapman, Kate Brazel, John Burton, and myself. And we basically, it's a, it's, it's, it's an anthology film, kind of. It all follows mm -hmm. one character throughout one day, but each di director takes on a different part of the day. So, for instance, the movie oh, starts. Yeah, so wow. Kate Brazel does like the morning segment when she wakes up and everything, and then uh, John Burton takes her while she's at work and stuff like that. And so we just kind of split the day into five parts, and we've each Excellent. taken a part of the day. And so, and and so each we all had a ton of leeway as to like it wasn't necessarily one story. We didn't agree. We just agreed one character through one day. That was basically our main limitations. Um, and then from there, each director kind of brings their own style and they wrote their own segment. They got to do it however they wanted, whatever genre, whatever. And so it, we're going to put those all together into one, one movie, basically. It sounds like that game that you play with your kids when like you start a story and then they get two sentences and then they get two sentences and they yeah. go back and you're like manipulating the story. We did For this sure. with my nephew one time and we were like, once upon a time there was a boy named... David, which is his name, and da, 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 da. and we kept on trying to make him a bad guy, but he's like <laughs> super lawful good, and so he's like, no, David would never do that. And then uh, I've when only got two sentences to undo <laughs> all of you. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much is what happened. So that, but that's a that very was interesting his evil twin. <laughs> <laughs> but it was all a dream. <laughs> so that sounds like a really interesting concept. What yeah. made you guys think of doing it that way? Um, it, it started from a, um, me and Mickey Reese and John Burton were hanging out and we were seeing, uh, Mickey was showing us an early cut of his latest film, um, Mickey Reese's Alien about Elvis, which just won it. Which Dead is Center. amazing. Yeah. And it's great. Um, yeah. and so he was showing us kind of an early rough cut of that. And, uh, which, you know, just as what happens when you put a bunch of creatives in a room together, we just started talking and then it kind of started as a joke. And then all of a sudden it was actually a thing we were That's doing. Two <laughs> hours later, you're like, Crap, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> Apparently we're doing. Is this our, you guys are going to be showing it? Uh, we're not going to show the whole thing, but we're going to show like kind of the first uh, trailer for it. We've done a lot okay, of good. promo and stuff, but this will be the first time. And that will be at the brainstorm. Yeah. Legitimately yeah. intrigued by what a trailer for this would look yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. me so too. Because I was liking the setup just makes yeah. so much, um, I mean, sort of psychological sense. Like you play different versions of yourself throughout the day. Mm -hmm. the, the fact that it's broken between morning work time, you know, yeah, with yeah. this set of friends or that set of friends, like, and being a completely different person is like, we're going to make the fact that this is never going to work together, work together. Exactly. <laughs> like the way yeah. literally everybody can understand. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah. Oh, but the trailer, that's a, I like the idea. Just what I've heard about, the parts, a few of the parts that it's going to be like multi-genre. I'm going oh, to, totally. that, that, that's what I'm oh, yeah. super excited. Yeah. To yeah, see yeah, how this yeah, works. yeah. One of them's kind of a drama. One of them's a dark comedy. One of a yep. minus sci-fi. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, like we really just, we wanted each director to really just kind of run with it and just do whatever they want. I love wanted. how you Sounds pointed great. out that we're all yeah. diff different people during yeah. our own day. It's like five different people. So it's like the adult yeah. version of inside out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you're a drama queen and sometimes you're an alien. It just happens. Just happens. Yeah, so when is this going to be man. when is this going to be coming out? Are you guys going to do it put it out for Dead Center? Is this Um we're still what we're probably going to do is hold some sort of big uh public screening. We haven't figured out when that's going to happen yet. Um hopefully by the end of the year if not early early uh, next year. 
Oh, that would be really exciting. We'll be, have you back on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, something, another uh, thing about it that I think is really cool, too, is like this was all volunteer, right? Mostly. Like mm-hmm. we, you, everyone basically built their own teams, but you guys held like a big kind of get together, and it was like, hey, uh, er, who who here wants to be a part of this thing? And everyone volunteered. Like it was really cool just to see so many people, um, you know, a lot of high you know high talent people even like come together and say, hell yeah, we'll, we'll pitch in for a weekend to, to work on your your segment or your segment uh, of the film. And then of course you have uh, Lindsay Fritz, right? Yeah, Lindsay. Yeah, uh, she and she you know is in all five parts, so it's like a five or six week deal for her. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so listen, that, that was... you're in it to win it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else comes yeah. and goes. You have yeah, to she's be the only here. one. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it, that was another one of the things we kind of challenged ourselves with was we wanted to um, kind of expand beyond our normal bubble of like not just cast but also crew. So we tried to bring in a lot of people that we hadn't mm-hmm. worked with before, or had only briefly worked with, and so like Lindsay uh, Fritz, who's who's the lead, she's the character we follow through the movie. Um, none of us had really worked with her before, um, and so that was kind of the point. We wanted to kind of give some new person an opportunity for something cool like this and also give ourselves a chance to kind of expand our bubbles a little bit i'd like to have her in if we could uh when you guys are going to come out with it because well i I, as an actor myself it it, the idea of playing the same character yeah but every bit you said it was separately written Mm -hmm. separately directed separately so did so you're playing a character that actually has no real follow-through you've You've got to figure out your motivation to adapt to the next thing that is nothing like what you just yeah. went through. <laughs> yeah. I, I would love to have her in when, when you yeah. guys are going to come out with this movie. Absolutely. Be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'd love to. That's, I just think <laughs> I find that fascinating to try. My hands rubbing together with glee on the mic. <laughs> I, 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 see, I see Joshua scheming over yeah. I just want to see it. So, yeah. so, so talking about movies is sort of a thing I do some. So the Planet Thunder, the second annual Planet Thunder Brainstorm, see the trailer. Exactly. Yeah, right on. Exactly. Yes. And then write an essay on the trailer. There you go. Hey, <laughs> for the thecinematropolis.com <laughs> would love to publish that essay, actually. It now it's yeah. the Planet Thunder Ouroboros. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's where everything uh, was going. Yeah. That's right. yeah. We also, at the brainstorm, can we talk about Waving Wheat? Yeah. Why don't you talk about Waving Wheat? Exactly. Um, also, uh, another thing we'll feature at the brainstorm is a, a project uh, Jacob and I and Planet Thunder recently worked on with Lance McDaniel uh, called the Waving Wheat Trilogy, which is a, a trilogy of short films um, that we shot up in Alva. Um, which is really far away, um, <laughs> but it's a really awesome. cool. It's yeah. a really cool small town, and everybody there was super nice. Like all of them helped out so much. Like they really bent over backwards to help us props make this project. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. huge, huge props to all of them. Um, uh, but it's the a trilogy of short films that kind of tell this kind of mostly tragic story, um, but mostly through song and dance. Not always song, but usually always dance. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's not a lot of dialogue. Of I like that. Um, I like and that it, it was really interesting and, and really kind of challenging to shoot. But also another aspect of it is we also shot it in 360. Oh, wow. So it'll be a 360 short film. Oh, my God. As That's well, a, the 2D yeah. trilogy. The uh, um, wow. VR for the, the, the yeah. gamer folks out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. No, that, I'm, I, I'm right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, in I essence, a Oculus VR Rift. musical? Kind of. That's cool. Yeah, pretty so, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it's oh, it was fantastic. a really interesting project and very challenging in lots of ways. But we'll 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 show 
some footage from that and uh, and talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah. See, and I think this is fascinating because awesome. the idea of the, the fact that the evolution of the media is yeah, just and it's and it's yeah. happening here in Oklahoma. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that in we've got Alva. I've been to Alva. It's actually oh, yes, it Alva. is quite a drive. And I think this is the thing. Because you grew up in Enid, so <laughs> yeah, right. it's not too far. Yeah. Like, uh, yes, we played sports there. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's the kind of the cool thing we want to highlight. Like, what is the cool thing? What are the cool things that are happening in Oklahoma? Because it's just a lot of it's not getting talked about or not getting seen no. by a lot of folks. Yeah. So it's like, no, no, no. Sure. You don't have to hop up and move to to Los Angeles to be able to do really cool things in film. There are opportunities here. It's just how can we help get the word out about that and right. help people make those connections? And that's connections. why we're here. Hi. Hey. 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 Oh, hey guys! That's Can we talk about all this horrible. stuff? <laughs> yeah, I, it's just it's just great to see the kind of talent that we have, especially behind the camera, of people who really want to be on the cutting edge of technology. And, and wonderful thing is the the cutting of tech, cutting edge of technology has gone so much cheaper than it used to be. So it's it's allowed. It's the, still expensive, the, but not as expensive <laughs> as it used yeah, yeah, yeah. to be. Well, more accessible. It's not, yeah. Yeah, it's not um, uh, a huge 200-pound cameras, right. mm-hmm. you, you know, mm-hmm. at yeah. the very least. And film. Yeah. And uh, film. Yeah. It's. I mean, yeah. you don't have to be constantly tugging around, you know, canisters of, mm-hmm. of film that you cannot waste. You yeah. know, nowadays yeah, with yeah, the digital yeah, yeah. format, if you didn't like it, you yeah, just delete it. Cheap, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are entire there are entire films on Netflix that are made on iPhones. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah. It's, it's like really good films too, like really right. high quality and they look good. Yeah. So yeah, who what was, was the first person to say, "Let's shoot it in 360"? And how much was that person derided before you finally yeah. decided to do it? Uh, that was Lance McDaniel's idea. Love um, he, and he came to us we, with it. We came. We went back and forth on I whether like this. it was. You guys a good want to make idea. a movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad news. <laughs> <laughs> There's, There's a writer. Like, it's, it's There's a writer. Out, yeah. Going <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to be in 360. Ooh. Oh, okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, awesome. but no, but it was yeah. a lot of fun. And when we we brought on a VR mm-hmm. expert, her name was Kim Voiner, um, and she's she's originally from Oklahoma. She lives in Seattle now, I believe. Yes. but she um, she was great because she brought the camera and all the gear, and she mm-hmm. kind of made it, it was scary at first because we were like, we don't even know how to plan for this. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, like we like we were. I have done the, like like this yeah. much movie set. Yeah. working, and I'm just and I'm already I'm thinking, how do you even? Well, yeah. Set the big, this thing. The biggest, <laughs> cha- the biggest challenge was we shot in the, the salt plains, and there's yeah. there's nothing to hide behind. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. We were, so yeah. that was our big challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just it's literally flat nothingness. It's like for, for miles. For miles. Yeah. And so like that was one of our big questions ahead of time. We're like, how do we? What do we do? Like, and how do we get the actors to do, you know, and all this so stuff? So you, 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 you got clothing that looked like the ground and just laid down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rocks. You had Frodo's cloak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And exactly. you just, like, turned into a rock. You and are wearing <laughs> jungle camo. That is not going to work. <laughs> get this guy off my set. Yeah, and Alex, when we had Alex Picard from uh, Dead Center over here, she oh, was yeah. talking about how virtual reality is be- mm-hmm. is the next stage of mm. great movie making and we're just starting it because we don't know exactly where it's going to go yeah it's it's a whole new yeah. art form because like the way we shot the 2d version of waving wheat we had to like when we brought in the 360 the camera flatty version did. yeah the flatty kim pointer <laughs> like to say um, oh i like that yeah yeah. <laughs> flatty, yeah so we're flatty filmmakers um yeah. but yeah when whenever she brought in the the 360 camera We'd have to like reblock the scene and rethink like ha- the storytelling and stuff like that, D- just because the way the camera works. You know, you have to direct 
the person's eye to a certain it might be behind them or something like that and so it was just a totally oh. new way of thinking yeah and i was just yeah. thinking it's it's that's fantastic there's it, yeah. there is a sort of an analogy to it in in theater and that is performing in the round yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. when you have to direct uh, something that's in the round you have to because th- proscenium that's one thing that's just you face the audience but in in a certain a round you actually have to think not putting your back to anyone mm. which is impossible you are going to put your back to some people but you have to make sure that not you're not doing it to everybody now yeah. it's kind of the opposite because your audience is actually in the center of the, the, the film <laughs> yeah. but it's that still that same idea mm-hmm. you've got to yeah. think of how do you make sure that everything around you is part of the show itself so no matter where anyone's looking they're getting part of this film yeah that's just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's hard to wrap your head around. Yeah. The only experience I've had with it is uh, I went into AT&T and they were doing the Samsung, you know, they have the Samsung VR and they were doing a Circus Olay uh, thing. Hmm. And it, it's crazy because like no matter where you look, there's something going on. Like there's like a little person on a ball walking around and then like the main stage is up here so like all the main stuff but there's then you look over and you're like oh there's stuff going on over here and there's stuff going on over here to your left to your right above you and it's just crazy like what like and of course being having a background in cinematography i'm like how did they even (laughs) yeah Yeah. i have no idea this is just boggling my mind i wonder how much with Cirque du Soleil you could get with like everybody just do your thing (laughs) <laughs> yes, <laughs> just do the thing. thing, and it's just it's just crazy because, oh, like the logistics of yeah. it just yeah. make my brain hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just movies, though. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Anyone that has any experience in film, you're just like, and how are we going to fix this? <laughs> yeah. 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 Great oh, challenge for you to fix this in post. Great, right? great yeah, challenges exactly. for. Uh, Where's the apple skills? boxes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we can write about, we can go back and write about <laughs> VR, filming in VR at the cinematropolis.com. There you go. Indeed. There you exactly. Go. Yes. Indeed. Uh, the psychological implications of basically having a holodeck. Uh, no joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, but no joke. Uh, yeah, There's yeah, someone yeah, out there yeah. who wants to write about VR as like the new thing in film and it's like cutting edge in the future. I'd love to re- hear that pitch and figure out how we can get an essay out of it because I think and that There's got to be, I mean, you had an expert come in, so yeah. more than just one person is making, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is For making sure. these movies. Yeah. I want to see. I want to yeah, see. Yeah. And of course, know, I think like, they're uh, the, on the on the flip side of that, Caleb is the fear. Then I know, I'm sure there are filmmakers out there who, there. Yes, if VR could be the next generation of movie making. It could also be beta. It you know it could be beta tapes, beta, sure. beta max. Beta max. Yeah, 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 for the children. Yes, for the children's children. Or eight uh, eight tracks. Or you know, I mean, there are so many media that when it came laser out discs. was laserdisc. Was right. the cutting edge of this is going to be the next big thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then th- that yeah. is something that studio, I mean, creators are, I think, having a, a and, and filmmakers are, have, you know, more artists are interested in pursuing for creative reasons. And, and I think the studio is very vested in finding the next thing. They've been trying to do it for a while. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we saw they tried really hard with the Hobbit movies with that 48 frames per second. They tried 3D. They're, they are trying to find something that you can only create uh, that people have to go to the theater to see because right now the, the box office is kind of in the stinker. So yeah. studios are very vested in trying to get find that hook. So I, I think that, you know, it, it, maybe it's, I, I'd like, I, I think VR has got a pretty good shot, but if it's not VR, that, that 
push to find something new, a new fresh experience from both uh, create people who are creative, writers, directors, and also you know big studios. They they're very interested in pursuing that because they want to have the new cool thing for film. And so far, most of us are just like, eh, I like going to the movies and watching my 24 yeah. frames per second on the big yeah, screen. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you but know. it makes sense that they're going towards VR because they've kind of had a test run in video games with the VR, and it's been pretty successful so but see, far. That's, and that's where mm. I, the problem is, I, this, my, my, my fear is that video VR is not something you can, you can really go to the theater to experience. That is something mm. you experience with your own personal yeah. Right. VR yeah. equipment. Yeah. And, wow, it almost and, seems like that's the direction we're going as I far know. as entertainment. And, yeah. well, and that's why I think that... Don't tell, it, don't tell Christopher Nolan that, though. It, 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 it Nobody can tell Christopher Nolan anything. Uh, <laughs> um, we're not, not having that conversation on this show, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> now, as far as... Uh, new, and at-home entertainment is starting to become almost bigger than the box office with Netflix exclusive, Hulu's exclusives, yeah, yeah. Right. And, mm-hmm. the, and... I'm into it. What's the other thing? I, I'm... Amazon. Amazon. They're all and Apple's coming that's out with precious stuff that well. Amazon is the one you forgot. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, Amazon's actually doing pretty. They they have their own studio now, and yeah. they, I mean yeah. Manchester by the Sea won Oscars this past year. Yeah, so yeah. Th- those are the one more so than Netflix. I would venture to say Netflix. For, has got, for movies, Netflix yeah, has got to yeah, up yeah. their game yeah. because yeah. Uh, yeah, Amazon's, Amazon's got to get on Apple TV first. That <laughs> bother me so much. Michael has feelings yes. about. This. I do have Ooh. serious feelings about the fact they finally said announced earlier this summer it's going to be on Apple TV. Well, I'm waiting. <laughs> I've been paying you guys 80 bucks a year so I can get this video. But anyway, um, yes, not upset at all. No, no it's totally fine. Super but happy about it. I, speaking of new things in film, my father and I, and I was, I was telling Josh this, my father and I went to go see Close Encounters of the Third Kind at the Dolby Theater yes. at Quail yes. Springs Mall. Yes, yes. Holy crap. Yeah. It is amazing. First off, First off, the theater, uh, yeah. being able to sit in your own seat and pull up your feet and just watch. And, and You're not supposed was... to put your feet on the seat. No, 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 no. The, 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 it I reclines. It. it reclines. So you I can. They actually, they, Dolby actually designed the theater so that you could do that. You can recline. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you recline. <gasps> it's not, a, it's not, not putting, I didn't put my feet on the papers. <laughs> I was of me. like, <laughs> you actually, you actually, the seats recline so you can sit back. Uh, of course, the Dolby surround sound was amazing. Yeah. But what they did to the movie and the way they touched it up so beautifully, because yeah. you watch old film of Close Encounters, it looks like a movie that was made, a film that was made back in 1978. They have touched it up so well that it looks like a movie that was made yesterday yeah. based in 1978. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Because the only way you could tell it was 1978 was the technology and the, the clothing. Um, and of course, the fact that Richard Dreyfus looks like a baby. <laughs> um, but it just you just look at the. It, it, other than that, the film looked like it could have come out yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. which, which again, we That's go back cool. to Cinematropolis. We go to what makes a movie great. Sometimes, what people don't like about Casablanca or Citizen Kane, or you could even go to Star Wars if you saw the originals, um, is that it doesn't the. The film itself is kind of dated. The story, the the, the way it's it's put together is kind of dated. But I, Close Encounters, it fit like it could have come yeah. out yesterday. Yeah. It was so well done. Yeah. Well, well, do you what, think that that might tamper the history of it, though? No, no, because they didn't change anything else. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't start. They didn't do a Star Wars yeah. Yeah. ninety-seven uh, re-release. All, all they did was touch up the film, make it yeah. m- make it's it a, more colorful, four K four K restoration. Yes, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. was so beautiful. Yeah. And I, I was thinking. 
I would, and you know, like this, this, you know, I think uh, earlier this this month they came out with ET. I they had came a, out with Termin- uh, Terminator Two and and uh, Wrath of Khan, but yeah, none of yeah. them were in the Dolby Theater. So I'm like, I'm not gonna go see it. I'm, I can pull that up on Netflix. <laughs> I, you know, I want to see, I want to see these old movies touched up, yeah. so that the I Warren's could take my ten year old, eleven year old son. What Warren's doing Wrath of Khan this Sunday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, yeah. that's but it's not again. It's not. I don't know if it's touched up or not. So I, I imagine it's probably um, so. it, no. But yeah, it's like, expensive. I think for me, like yeah. I think <laughs> that, it, it, a lot of those movies were meant to be seen like on the big, you know, like Close Encounters. Like it's meant yeah. to be seen on the big yeah. screen. Yes, it is. Absolutely. And so like it's it's designed like I know for me like there's been times where I've watched like the first time I watched the original Halloween I was like oh wow that, yeah that was a good movie and then I saw it a few years later on the big screen. And was just blown away yeah. by how scary that movie is, because um, I'd already seen it on TV. But then when I saw it on the big screen, it was like a totally different experience. Yeah, and, oh, it was just like yeah. so true to like the you know like a lot of people think like yes, you can watch on your your screen on your at home or whatever. But but for me, like a lot of times, that's when the movie really comes alive is when it's completely immersive on on the screen. Yeah. I, I, I'm a, also a defender of the big screen experience yeah. because sure, it's sure. just it's just not the it, it's. It, there's something magical about sitting in a room full of complete strangers, but you also all enjoy and experience the same thing in your own ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, horror yeah. movies, I think Halloween's a great example, yeah. especially because like there's such a uh, an energy and connection you have with all these other other people yeah. and, or yeah. your friends that you take with you, you know. And um, there's something about the way. I mean, I saw, I think it was last year, I saw The Shining on the big screen for the first time, and oh, it wow. just blew me away, because yeah. I've never seen it on, it only, I don't want to see it on a small screen. And it just the film, those films work a lot better. They're, they're a lot more immersive. And then on top of that, there's just less distractions. You've got, you don't have your cell phone to distract you or people talking to you in your living room, you know. Uh, and I don't know. Everyone's got their own cup of tea. That's the, the nice thing about where we're living today. Everyone can make their decision about what works best for them. But I know... I know my argument's always going to be, well, I mean, yeah, you can watch it at home, but if you have an opportunity to see Close Encounters or Terminator 2 or E.T. on the big screen, you know, take that shot. Do it. Yeah, you should jump on that. I yeah. don't watch horror movies. <laughs> no, that's nope. actually been some of this, nope, uh, like, nope, bring, nope, 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 nope. bring them back, you know, even yeah. without restoration that yeah, I've been yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, or, and now, God help me, they're bringing back things that I was like, I did see that in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> see, now, now you know how I, now you know oh, how I feel. Classic yeah. Because I, 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 when I saw, yeah. uh, I've seen so many of these movies in the theater, and, and yeah, wait, it gets worse. I'm not sure that it can get worse than the day that I realized I was taking my kid to see Ghostbusters on the big screen when he was exactly the same age that I was when my mom took me to see Ghostbusters on the big screen. I was like, well, damn. I'm just going to fall to dust right now. Thank you. I wonder if anyone else has a similar experience. Ghostbusters, the original one, is our Thanksgiving tradition. I don't know why it has nothing it's to great. do with Thanksgiving, but like when I have no, my for us, kids, it's Alice's restaurant. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We watch Ghostbusters every Thanksgiving. That's weird. I do I like why. the idea of a Thanksgiving family tradition movie because that would be at least a couple hours where I didn't have to talk to them. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Like we absolutely. sit down, That's we watch Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah. My daughter wears her Ghostbusters outfit with her gun and she's like, oh, nice. I'm ready to some ghosts and yeah. we just chill for two and a half hours because i don't cook i think so. we, <laughs> i think we've hit upon the reason i would sit through the lord of the rings trilogy again because it would be like well that's like 24 hours i don't know yes, <laughs> right. yeah. especially thanksgiving, the whole thanksgiving thanksgiving, yes. thanksgiving uh, <laughs> tradition we're doing lord of the rings <laughs> well, we'll just eat while i watch the movie guys yeah, it's fine but yeah, like, be fine. Yeah. i don't know why we we settled with like ghostbusters became the thanksgiving tradition i don't know how that 
How that? Marshmallow Maybe marshmallow yeah, yeah. is the marshmallows and the. I, I think we're gonna do Resident food. Evil the whole chronicle. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I I am a fan I of the first like, two of those I movies. I am too. But, but guys, it gets so bad. I went and saw the the new one I in theaters this year. I didn't year, watch it. And it is the dumbest. It's so bad. Oh, yes. it's so, so bad. What, that what's one too. As a guy, who, yeah. as a guy who will defend the first two, which are not great either, the last one is really really. The first really bad. one has Michelle Rodriguez in it, so that's. A, any excuse well, that, to yeah, watch. That's some p- points I would, in his favor. I would argue the first one is a competent, like, hour it, and a half it, watch. It's fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. We've got, we got to close wow. it down. We, we, I love that your defense comes to competent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoy it. Like, when it's on TV, well, I don't have cable anymore. When, it, when I had cable no. it was on TV, I always stopped to watch, and I always enjoyed it. I was like, oh, this is great. This is, the this first is one. what happens. This is what happens when you get, like, uh, uh, film people. Super passionate about this movie. By the way, it's also trash. <laughs> so the nicest thing I can say about it is, I like it. It is competent. <laughs> and of course, once you get, once you add in your like nostalgia of, 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 of old movies, like I mean, there's there's times like Flash Gordon. Man, I will always have a place in my heart for Flash Gordon. But I watched that with my son the other day and went. Oh, this I, want, oh. I want a Cinematropolis <laughs> staffer T-shirt that says on the back, "I like it." And it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I want that shirt. I want that shirt. Joshua, let's let's make We're it. Gonna make yeah, we'll make it happen. It's for staffers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> staffers only. Competent. Metropolis staffer. Competent. And I like it. That's it. <laughs> oh, that's good times. Uh, okay. Uh, Paramount Theater on on September 29th. Yep. Right. Yeah. Uh, that is. Uh, I'll be there. At what? Brainstorm. Time? Starts at 7. 7. Excellent. 7 o'clock. Boy, that just sounds like uh, an awesome. And then now, Cinematropolis. It's just Cinematropolis.com. The Cinematropolis.com. 24-7. All the time. Yeah. Five days, seven <laughs> days on. a week. <laughs> Always on. Always yeah. on. Uh, All and you will have, like it. It is competent. It is, it is competent. competent. We have yeah. uh, written essays, video essays, and maybe some cool podcast things coming soon. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very cool. yeah. That's very great. Yeah. Well, and then we, we, it gives us a chance to talk, to, talk about film. You know, yeah. I mean, I... Uh, you're right. I think the historical look at film is people aren't doing that nearly as much as they should. I'm going to shock everyone for this tire fire of a year, but I'm going to go on a limb and say, you know, historical perspective, kind of important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just file I, that away. Wow. I don't see the relevance. Yeah. <laughs> okay. and, and you're going to write about it in not a clickbaity way. That's the that's the key thing. Like, <laughs> yes. Oh, can I say? As a as a wrap up pitch for the Cinematropolis, when when uh, um, when Caleb was like, "Well, I'm putting this website together. I'd like you maybe write write a thing for it." And I was like, "Well, I'm not going to name the specific website, but I was like, it's not going to be like this other website, is it? Because I don't want to." Another website that I was Should writing I, for at the time. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten notoriously green scant. Uh, it, it's it is a green scant, and they do clickbaity things that I don't approve of on a daily basis. But yeah, you know. so yeah. I was, but I mean, I, I didn't expect the answer to be yes because of who I was talking to. But I was like. <laughs> We, there's a writer. Right? <laughs> right, it's yeah. going to not yeah. be like Five this. times historical perspectives was important in 2017. <laughs> or five times historical perspectives was important in the trash fire year. Here's the worst part of that. I can do five times that historical perspective was important in January. <laughs> <laughs> Every day is 100 years, you guys. Right. Every day. All right. right. On, on the 19th, yes. Uh, um, and um, also uh, social media for the Cinematropolis. Uh, you can hit us up on... Uh, on, again, on Facebook, give us a like, 
or on Twitter at again that's at the Cinema Trop. Stop with the P. Uh, and also on Instagram at the Cinema Trop. And keep an eye out for Mono and Waving Wheat trilogy. I yes. think those are going to be really it. big uh, when Mono comes out. Please. Uh, yeah, yeah, have yeah. you guys we'll come back in we'd, yeah. we'd love to know especially if you guys are going to do any kind of a screening maybe at yeah, Paramount yeah. Or, or whatever uh, thank you guys for joining us yeah thanks for yeah. having yeah. so, um, like yeah. yeah that um, uh, my uh, feature film debut Electric Nostalgia oh yes yeah. Electric Nostalgia. Oh God, Sorry. Yeah. yes for anybody who doesn't remember we had <laughs> Jacob on before for Electric Nostalgia so we love yes it. what's going on so uh, it is now available for pre-order on Blu-ray and DVD. Woo! You can go to the film's website, electricnostalgiafilm.com, uh, and there is a link to our store there where you can get uh, not just the movie, but you can get some pre-order exclusives mm-hmm. like t-shirts, t-shirts and um, what else do we got in there? Uh, Soundtrack, right? The, the, the original score. That was, that was um, one of the things that I was love, like yeah. over <laughs> yeah. the top with was oh, nice. the soundtrack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, when is, when you've got it. it for pre-order, when are we expecting the release? So the it will be available for physically on sale at the Brainstorm on September 29th. Yeah. It's also the, it's the Blue Way launch party as well yes. as... Uh, My gosh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. I don't think so enough going on at this Brainstorm. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, right. we'll be going we on until Sunday the 31st. 7 o'clock on Friday. Uh, <laughs> completely into the daylight. Yeah. <laughs> right? That was uh, amazing. We got brunch. The most amazing thing ever. Um, <laughs> fantastic. So brainstorm. Definitely. We did more more reasons to be there. Yeah. Um, or pre order. Do we know a price? I'm sure we do. Yeah, yeah, numbers. yeah. So uh, for pre order, there's different packages you can get. But if you just get the movie, the Blu-ray is 15, and mm-hmm. the DVD is 10 dollars. And then wow. uh, and those be- are pre order prices. So yeah. get them while they're high. after the pre order. It goes up. Yes. How much do you want to with the prices? When no, shh, some shh. amount. <laughs> this is marketing. Happening. You can get the Lazarus package yeah. five, oh, five yeah, times. Yeah. Uh, five reasons to buy this. Oh this my God, There's a record. Okay. No, ten, no, ten no, reasons it's, it's you can't. You, ten reasons you can't miss the Electric Nostalgia Blu-ray release. <laughs> we don't write essays. So, I don't want to point. We don't write articles. We like don't that do on that the, on the Cinema <laughs> We are not would, about that. Or I wouldn't do it. Not That's about right. that. No, so if they, if we do pre-order it, is that where they would pick it up, or is that can, um, uh, or just probably be delivered? Probably the early pre-orderers could probably pick theirs up that night. Uh, if, if you ordered it on September twenty-eighth, it probably won't be. Well, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but that's very that's yeah. very cool. It's another reason we teleported it here. It's neat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, before we go, we do have a very special announcement. Wizard World is coming to Oklahoma City from October twenty-seventh through the 29th. This year's lineup includes Kate Beckinsale, Val Kilmer, Jewel State from Firefly, Ernie Hudson of Ghostbusters fame, Ray Park, a.k.a. Darth Maul, James Marsters, Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and many more. Plus, kids 10 and under are free. And just for our listeners, we can get a 20% discount for tickets to the event. Just use the code OKC20 when you check out at wizardworld.com slash comic-con slash Oklahoma City. And the Okie Geek podcast is also giving away a pair of weekend passes. To win, send an email to okiegeekpodcast at gmail.com with your name on it and tell your friends to do the same. Also, you can have your friends refer you. 
you get more entries when you get referred. See how that works? And again, for 20% discounts, use the code OKC20 when you check out on the Wizard World webpage. We look forward to hearing from you. And that's going to do it for our show. You can find us on our website at okigeek.com, also on Twitter and Facebook at Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. And you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And Nikki, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? You can find me at Retro Robinson on Twitter that I'm never on or you can find me on Facebook <laughs> where I'm on all the time. That's the so, saddest thing I've ever that's heard. That's the better place. to. <laughs> yeah, you know, we kind of have the dichotomy of the two. I mean, you're more Twitter than Facebook and she's more Facebook than Twitter. You know? It's because we're the yin and yang. Yeah, yes, yes, you are. Sure. Uh, Josh, I mean, what is your <laughs> what is your Twitter handle? At Joshua Unruh. What do you got going on? Oh my gosh. List all the things. Plug yourself. No, let's just do one thing. Uh, When you're hearing this, I am probably right in the thick of a Batgirl seminar diving into the 2014 Batgirl soft relaunch, Batgirl of Burnside, where she moved to Burnside in Gotham City, which is like the hip, trendy Bronx kind of place of Gotham City. And uh, spoiler, it's actually written. As though it's for people in their 20s. Because how can that be? Isn't she like 50 years old? It's how old is that girl? Guess what? Tune in. I thought the only people who read comics were in their 60s. Tune in for the first session as we discuss the weird age that of uh, of Batgirl. For real, it's complicated. I do have something to plug. Yes, it's called Metal Poetry, and it's where I poetically read metal lyrics. <laughs> oh, I'm into it. Is this a real uh, thing? It is a real thing. And I'm going to start posting them on YouTube in the next couple of weeks. Got, that's fantastic. I, I've got several banked up and they're actually like really poetic and like thought provoking. I was like, if only I could understand these when they're actually singing. We'll have to, we'll have to actually, we'll have to play some sometime. On yeah. Uh, I have a yeah. few good ones. Uh, Die Art is Murder is going to be showcased a lot because they have some very thought-provoking. Oh, sure. You should do Enter Sandman. I think that is. I can do that. There you go. Because I have a very good, like, monotone, poetic talking <laughs> voice, so... Fantastic. Well, you can find me on at KOSU Michael C. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast. Also, rate us, rate us and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Caleb, Jacob, and Zachary, I'm Michael Cross. I'm Nikki Robinson. And I'm Joshua Unruh. Reminding you to keep calm and geek on.